Hi, I'm Greg Potter, and this is 20-Minute Collaborations. Hi, how are you today? I hope you're fantastic wherever you find yourself. I am working in Belize for about a month, so some of these you'll be getting uh, straight from Central America. Yesterday, we had to get our car that this nonprofit that I work for, PeaceWork, has, and the collaboration of going to the mechanic is so similar in every country that I've ever worked in. You go in with these biases that someone's trying to slide something past you when really these people most of the time are doing their work and that they enjoy doing that we would never do. That's what the truth of it is. The dialogue between one of my community partners and the mechanic (laughs) was by far one of the most entertaining things I've ever endured here in Belize in the almost 10 years I've been coming here. This week, I invited the bodacious and big-minded entrepreneur, Nefresha Singletary, on to chat with me about a lot of different things, actually. We looked at inspiration and going along with the motivation of the collaboration. And we got into communication a little bit in the ideas of delegation. It was a fun interview between two people who really love each other. A little bit more about Nefresha. She received her Bachelor's in Arts in Advertising from Pepperdine University. She worked at Starbucks Coffee Company for almost a decade and then decided to leave there to start a business teaching cooking lessons that really inspired her to inspired her to be a personal chef and a wellness coach and that expanded big time when she started the ambitious women of color meetup group in los angeles in 2018 and it's now up to almost 1800 members that is that got through a pandemic and it got up that quickly She has uh, continued her passion of women of color being in positions of power, influence, and leadership and wealth. So in March 2021, she founded the Ambitious Women of Color Association, which is a community focused on business and professional networking. Her coaching practice now focuses on career and business consulting as well. She is fantastic. She is so much fun. And now we're going to get into this interview. Welcome back to 20 Minute Collaborations. I, today, I'm sitting in Belize, Northern Belize, and I got someone from Los Angeles on who I I have been hounding her to come on the podcast since this was an idea. So welcome to the podcast, Nefresha Singletary. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I'm so happy to see your face and get some time with you. Nefresha and I have been friends for a very long time. We worked for a very popular coffee company together a long time ago in Los Angeles. And that's kind of how you came into my life. 
but for the listeners, please tell them about yourself. Well, that loaded question. <laughs> it is a loaded question. I am one of those folks that falls into the sort of multi-passionate entrepreneur category uh, because I do a lot, but I, I am passionate about a lot. So uh, I teach cooking lessons. I am a life business and career coach. And all of those types of coaching also have kind of an undercurrent of like health and wellness as well, because it's all connected. And I also have founded a couple of communities specifically for women of color. Um, they're both kind of named the ambitious women of color communities, but I, um, a year ago, founded a business and professional association specifically for women of color. So those are kind of the few things that I do. Is that all? <laughs> I'm sure there's a few. I'm sure there's a few no, other I say, things. I but say I, that like, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> I say that very, very uh, sarcastically. Um, well, I'm. thank you so much for finding time because you are one of my kindred spirits on how diverse we keep and busy we keep our lives. As many of the listeners know, but if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I invite my guests on to tell a story about a time that they had to work with other people and to accomplish a common goal. This does not have to be professional. It can be personal or however. So, and I do not curate these stories ahead of time. So I have no idea what Nefresha is about to tell. So <laughs> Nefresha, would you like to share a story? Yes. Um, I of course, gave it some, some thought, you know, you had asked about this scenario and I gave it some thought. And the one thing that came to mind very strongly was um, it was with my ambitious women of color um, community. I, uh, one of the women in the group, she does this annual event where she gives like backpacks and school supplies and such to kids in, you know, low-income neighborhoods. And it's this big event. And so I thought, well, gosh, you know, why don't I um, put up a, a meetup in our meetup group and see if we can get some volunteers to come help out? Because, you know, you can never have too many hands with those types of events, right? And so uh, I did, and a handful of gals um, signed up to be volunteers. And so we get to the venue, and for reasons that I, you know, I don't know, but I'm assuming they were for excellent reason, the coordinator of the event wasn't able to sh like show up until like well into like things actually happening, right? Of course you pulled it together and this ambitious group of women of color came together and did this in this impromptu experience. But first I wanna go to the leadership piece. Did the leader, how did she follow, how did they follow up with not being there? Yeah, so we were like FaceTiming her. <laughs> Okay. So we were, you know, FaceTiming her. Um, like she was in, she had a, like some security guard guys that she had hired to help, um, or that volunteered or what have you. And, you know, one of them was like holding up the phone while I was like, okay, what do you need us to do? And so that's how like we got things moving. Oh my gosh. Well, at least what I love about this is that the, the ability to deal with the ambiguity in it you know, and the trust in like the team that was there to, you know, even though they're volunteers and you don't always know your volunteers. And yeah. so that assumed just trust. Uh, how was the, what was the feeling at the end of the day? Like, how was that rejoiced or how was that celebrated? 
Oh, it felt so nice. Um, you know, we had a little like photo shoot at the end. Uh, us volu the volunteers from our group, uh, we ended up going to get food elsewhere, but I know she brought pizza for everybody and there was like a big finishing thing and, and got an e a thank you email and all of that. We also, you know, I also had like a link up for people to be able to donate to her organization. At the end of it, it was like, oh, we did that. Right. What, sorry, I'm trying, I'm looking at the leadership piece of this still, because I think it's so unique because even as transformational leaders, we can't always show up fully. And clearly this woman who still found a way by FaceTiming you all in there, you know, um, as you're a transformational leadership yourself, what would you say is the first thing that you bring with your, in your toolbox to a collaboration? Ooh, the first tool. Or one of the top ones. Yeah, I would say, I know this sounds like really vague, but, or like very simple, but a kind of a mission-driven, let's get her done attitude. <laughs> right. Because from that, everything else kind of comes together. You know, I found myself once we were done FaceTiming being like this group, because it was a, a, a bunch of different volunteers from different groups, right? So there was like some high school kids and some college kids and some, you know, and so it was like, hey, you high schoolers, pay attention. You go over there. Like it was just a lot of like, let's get it done. Let's go right, right. now. <laughs> I love that too, because um, I remember in college, uh, my advisor, I couldn't think of the word advisor. I was uh, one of the leads in a play and I got so sick and it wasn't a play that we would have an understudy. It was just, just a side smaller theater play. And I said, what do we do? And he's like, it's just a play. Like, and that I feel is the same way as the get her done attitude. It's just an event. So get it done. Like, it yeah. will, you know, and then, and I love that too, that piece of the transformational leadership too, because you're trusting the team that if you make a decision, it's too much for you to check in with me every moment. If oh. you make a decision, it's the wrong decision. We'll all deal with it. Yes. Uh, back when I was in management, when people will say, well, how do you want me to do X, Y, and Z? I would say, do it whatever way feels right in your heart. Just get it done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, right. Totally. <laughs> Just get her done. Um, okay. Now the dealing with ambiguity, that piece I loved about your story too. How do you lead ambiguity? How do you lead people who cannot handle ambiguity? How, what's one of your tools for that? It is kind of in alignment with what I was saying before with the get her done attitude is like, I'm sure there were folks that started to maybe feel a little overwhelmed or, you know, confused or what have you. But if you show up in the space of, even if I don't know what exactly I'm doing, I'm just going to do something and do that with confidence and with conviction and delegate with confidence and conviction people just need to be told what to do sometimes in those types of situations. But if they feel like there's some level of structure, even if that structure is like a made up construct in my mind, <laughs> you know, if I can just be like, hey, this is what we're going to do, <laughs> right. then things fall into place. 
I love that the idea of like just calling it a structure and you know you've probably heard me say this before I love to name the puppy so like that helps calm the ambiguity in the room of like okay this is what we're doing this is how we're doing it and that structure is there how do you deal with ambiguity in a longer collaboration that isn't so much so urgent in just the moment how to deal with longer types of collaboration and, and kind of ambiguity in those long-term, you know, documentation, <laughs> really. Cause it's like, when you have a paper trail of some kind, um, when there is a lot of ambiguity, being like, okay, well, on this day, this is what you said. Do you want to stick with this or do you want to change course? You know what I mean? And like having those little like checkpoints, um, it, it just keeps things streamlined. It keeps accountability. You know, every time I, if I'm in a group, sort of long-term group project and I have a, a, a type of like, let's get things done conversation, okay let's have a little recap or let's in our project management app have just a little recap of what we touched on so that we know where we're going. Like having everything documented is just so helpful. <laughs> well, how many times in our formal collaborations do we not document things? You know, it's, yeah. you know, it's very, it's, fun, it's funny how there will be impromptu meetings, but no one wrote anything down no one you know and it's then three actual formal meetings later we're trying to do something there's no record of it so i really enjoy the documentation piece and actually calling it out the last piece that i want to spend the rest of the time with you on is celebration because you're a big celebrator and yes. and the unique the most unique thing about the story is one the vehicle of meetup I think that's interesting. You know, that's the vehicle you choose, chose and then look at where it's brought you because that, yeah. you know, and, and then two, the celebration of not just that one example, one story, but the celebration of where that vehicle has brought you now, you know? And yeah. so I guess the first piece is talk a little bit about the importance of celebration and then how do you hold yourself accountable to celebration? Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I, I feel like it's just a part of me being an optimist. Like I'm just a naturally optimistic person and an enthusiastic person. And so celebration is just kind of a part of that. And I also think to be fair, like I have been in plenty of personal and pro professional opportunities where there wasn't enough celebration. I think you and I both experienced that in our time as colleagues together. And um, it's easy to get sucked into that, but all that does is lead to a road of misery <laughs> and frustration and stress, right? And so to balance that out, and look, if I'm being honest, like there's always area of opportunity for me in this too, because in as much as I love to celebrate, I also can be hard on myself. It's not a one, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's both ends of the spectrum too now, but having those moments to celebrate help to offset the results that are less than desirable, right? So when, when you have a string of, of 
undesirable things that happen, you can say, oh God, this, this is, this sucks. Right. But don't forget about all these awesome things that you've done too, you know, and similar to what I was saying with documenting, document those wins. Cause so that way it's easy to look back and be like, oh my gosh, remember, you know, when, when that happened, oh my gosh, remember when you hit this many members? Oh my gosh. Remember when, you know, you had this many followers, all of that is just so helpful and healing when you're going through the thick of it all. And I love that your examples of what to celebrate, because almost also sometimes it's, you got started. Let's celebrate that. Yeah. Because we, we tend to, how I look at celebration is we tend to get into the, you know, the time we're not time affluent, we're time deprived. And so there's no time to celebrate. And really there is time. There really is enough time. Yeah. So where is the inspiration of collaboration for you? Because when I think about the meetup piece, there was, it was, it immediately followed an inspiration. I think just the, I mean, there's just been too much experience to, to point to the fact. I mean, this is like just data upon data that two heads are always better than one. And I've always relied heavily on the minds of all different sorts of people. And in these casual, you know, for the first two years of my meetup, it's just been, or yeah, two-ish, three-ish years of the, the meetup, it was really mostly like social and personal development, but like over that time of just having these casual but powerful conversations with, you know, all these different types of women, it, it led me to be like, oh man, like how can I serve them more, more powerfully and, and create this association and, you know, all of that. It, it really is about getting concepts and ideas that come to you from all different sources and taking those and running with them. That was beautiful. Uh, and the reason I asked that in that very peculiar way is because the purpose of this podcast is to get us to be more friendly with collaboration because we're doing it every single moment of every single day. I'm sitting in this room right now and there are people around me trying to be a little quieter, you know, like we're collaborating to do this collaboration podcast. Yeah. And, and by dissecting a little bit in that inspiration, you know, piece. I, you know, I often in my workshops, I use that, the example of going to the grocery store. You know, the inspiration is, oh, I'm hungry. I need this in the house. And then the intention is go to the grocery store and the collaboration is right there. They're hand in hand. Now I've got to work with all these people to get to the grocery store. Anyway, thank you for that, answering that very peculiar question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what, as we finish up this conversation, what lies within you or what's been brought up about collaboration? Um, what lies within me about collaboration and what has been brought up? I think what lies within me is at the end of the day, we are tribal beings. We are pack animals. That is what we are supposed to be. We are social animals. And that is such a, a strong guidepost for how I live my life and the importance of that, you know? 
um, because it's how we're wired. And so that's one thing. And then I think just, you know, what's been brought up just through our conversation is, is that even the small things are collaborations. You know what I mean? Like you said, just having this, all the collaborations that go into this sort of um, conversation, you know, and all the little things that have to happen in order to make that happen that we often don't think or think about or recognize. Right. I have now immediately thought of the last time we had dinner in LA a couple months ago. And, you know, just the collaboration of where we, where are we going to go to dinner and what is our fancy? And, you know, and even though we would never call that a, co a collaboration, it was, it was two friends who adore each other collaborating to figure out where they're going to fill their tummies. <laughs> yes. That's absolutely, I see that as a full-on collaboration. <laughs> a successful one at that. We nailed it. We nailed it. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. I adore you. I know that the listeners are going to fall in love with you. Listeners, everything you need to find about Nefresha will be in the information of this podcast. But I also would love Nefresha to say where they can find you at, just in case they don't look into the information on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you again for having me. It's always a wonderful time chat, chatting with you, chopping it up. Um, I am on Nefresha at Instagram, um, N-E-P-H-R-E-S-H-A. And all of my other projects and such can all be found there. <laughs> Keep it simple. <laughs> You really do. You really do. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And I cannot wait to see what you are up to next. Thank you. I told you that you would love her. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Nefresha, for making some time to come on the show with me. I love talking about how we deal with ambiguity in life. It's always when I was in restaurants and in management, it was always my favorite conversations to have because it's where you're uncomfortable and where the biggest growth happens. And so learning tools and best practices around how we deal with ambiguity is always so important. And the ambiguity also around delegation in Nefresha's story, it's beautiful to have an open dialogue about. I really loved the documentation part. I know it sounds so common and something, yeah, Greg, let's document it. But again, think about all those times that we are in conversations that have no documentation, but a great idea comes out or a great action item comes out of it. And then we just let it go. And also in our unintentional collaborations, what if we documented a little bit more then too? I'm having drinks with a friend and we have this great new business idea. Oh yeah, let's talk about that again. But if we don't document that, then that unintentional collaboration loses the opportunity for that inspiration to move on to motivation and doing in a collaboration. I also think that we need to start having more conversations about transformational leadership and what that looks like on so many levels. Yes, transformational leadership versus transactional leadership are is very clear in the wording, 
But what does that look like in practice? And in Nefresha's story, it was a great example of how a transformational leader, both her and the person who was organizing the drive, grew in that moment and pushed their boundaries and also welcomed and invited team members to be a part of that leadership. That is transformational leadership. Oh, it's such a beautiful 20-minute collaboration right there. Thank you again, Nefresha. I can't thank you enough. As for all of you, I hope you have an amazing week. What is one collaboration that you un- that you did not expect today? Probably an unintentional collaboration, but what was it? Or what is it going to be? Because you haven't gotten through your entire day yet. I hope that you take a couple lessons from that. I uh, love emails and stories. Please email me at greg at projectkinect.com or send me a message on the socials at ggpotter.com and tell me how your unintentional collaborations are going. I have room for uh, new coaching clients. So if you're looking for a consultation on a multi-organizational collaboration that you need a facilitator or someone to help guide different organizations in the same conversation, let me know. And we have space for the upcoming LGBTQ plus interchange in South Africa. There's a few spots for October of this year. And then we've got openings in March, 2023. Thank you so much. Have an amazing week and we will talk to you next time. You've been listening to 20 Minute Collaborations with international collaboration coach, Greg Potter. If you're interested in working with Greg or finding out how he can help your organization, visit ggpotter.com. You can also follow him on all the social media at ggpotter. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to get all of the collaborative ooey gooeyness that you've been longing for your entire life. This is an Artemis Bow Productions podcast.